This program is community service and is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. Listeners having questions about their health should make an appointment to see their personal physician. Any opinions or statements made during the program are those of the individuals or physicians making the statements and are not the opinions or statements of the hospital. Uncontrolled bleeding is a major cause of preventable deaths today, and approximately 40% of trauma-related deaths worldwide are due to bleeding. But with the proper training and materials, a death from bleeding can actually be avoided. So here with us to discuss is Deanna Porter, a trauma program manager at Sierra Vista Regional Medical Center. Deanna, thank you so much for educating us today. Oh, thank you for having me. So I want to learn a little bit about the Stop the Bleed program and why it was started to begin with. So Stop the Bleed originally started uh, most notably after the Sandy Hook shooting, which was at an elementary school in December of 2012 in Newton, Connecticut. And the medical examiner who took those um, autopsies decided that he would only do them if he could do all of them. And the reason he did that was to identify patterns of injury that could be prevented. And what he found was that most of the deaths occurred not because of where the children were shot, but because of exsanguination or blood loss. And so he convened this committee, which later became known as the Hartford Consensus, and it was composed of the American College of Surgeons and representatives from medical centers all over the nation, the FBI, National Security Council, military, etc. And what they decided was that the best way to prevent life-threatening bleeding was to make bystanders first responders. And so what really came out of that was this Stop the Bleed program that we have now. And it's all over the world in 90 different countries, all of the United States. And what we do is just teach non-medical personnel how to stop life-threatening bleeding. Really, it's intended for these mass casualty events such as shootings, et cetera. But the principles can be applied to home accidents, car accidents, things that really could happen to your friends or loved ones. And so it really is just the principles of identifying bleeding and stopping bleeding. And what, I, what I'm hearing from you is that this is something that anyone can learn, right? Anyone. You have need no medical training whatsoever to be able to do this. It's much like CPR where we can, hands-only CPR, where we can take people off the street and teach them how to do this. The class is only an hour long, and it really just tells you what kind of bleeding you need to be worried about and how to stop that bleeding. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that a program like this exists because, you know, so many of us, unfortunately, we kind of look at the TV and we we see people like, you know, take pieces of their T-shirt and then wrap it, wrap it around the wound. And maybe that would be enough if we are unfortunately in a situation like this. But, uh, you know, maybe you can give us a breakdown uh, or walk through what the Stop the Bleed program covers. So it's, we start with a formal presentation. It's about 20 minutes long. It's a PowerPoint and lecture, but really what we cover in that is the ABCs of bleeding. So A, alerting. You don't want to be training anyone without having backup on the way. So calling 911 and then B, finding the bleeding, where is that bleeding, and is it life-threatening, and then C, how to compress or stop that bleeding. So we actually go over in the class things such as using your hands, like you mentioned, with the shirt off of your back or what may be in your surroundings, and we go over a little bit more formal training about how to basic pack a wound, a big deep wound to stuff something inside of it to stop the bleeding, or how to use formal tourniquets, or how to make a tourniquet out of the things that are around you. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. How often, by the way, are you offering this program? So we offer it all over the county, like I said, completely free of charge. It takes about an hour, and we offer this. Um, we can come to you wherever you are. So we've done quilting groups, gun clubs, um, book clubs. We've gone to places of business to treat 
uh, teach staff, and um, we offer it really as much as anybody wants to have the class. We do do formal community classes at the hospital, both at Twin Cities and Sierra Vista. We try to do it at least once, if not twice a year, but otherwise, we'll really come to you and teach whoever wants to learn it. That's wonderful. And where can someone actually sign up for this to have them, you know, for example, come to you or a group that you have going on? So you can go directly to the uh, Stop the Bleed website, which is bleedingcontrol.org. You can go to the Sierra Vista website, which is sierravistaregional.com, or you can call me directly at 805-546-7823, and I would be happy to arrange and set up a class for anyone who's interested. Yeah, it's wonderful that there's so many ways that uh, people can can get involved to learn this. And it seems like something that's so incredibly important. You know, we obviously don't hope to be in one of these situations one day, but it really does seem like it can save lives. Um, I want to unpack a little bit what you were saying about, um, I guess, what the surgeon noticed uh, after the Sandy Hook shootings. You know, um, maybe go into just a little bit more detail about some of the wounds that were there. You know, I, I know that there's a lot that's covered in the program, but, you know, talk about maybe some of the things that are preventable, um, like some of the uh, wounds that, that the bystanders can fix. Well, in the Sandy Hook shoot, or shooting specifically, a lot of those were extremity injuries that may have nicked an artery or a vessel. So they were injuries that with a tourniquet or pressure could have been easily stopped. From some of the other mass casualty things we've seen, it's been, you know, bombings near amputations. Again, something tourniquets or direct pressure could easily take care of. Um, And like I said, we see the same principles applied in car accidents from near amputations or um, wounds from shrapnel or things being thrown around in a mass casualty incident such as a bombing or just in a car from something that's been projected across the car during the accident. So um, really, it's any kind of gashes, wounds. We go over junctional Uh, injuries, trunk injuries, and then extremity injuries, what kind of injuries you can put a tourniquet on, and what kind of injuries you need to use direct pressure for. And a lot of that's based on location. Okay. And are there any best practices of things not to do uh, when they're in a situation like this? Like, what have you seen people make mistakes on? Um, You know, really, I think any kind of intervention is helpful. So if you can just remember to put direct pressure on something that's bleeding, and I think people get caught up or they're afraid to act. A lot of times people wait too long to intervene because they're scared they don't know what to do. So that's really the benefit of this class is that we can give you the empowerment to know, like, I know what to do in this situation. I know how to stop this bleeding. Um, And make sure you call 911 early because you really don't want to be in a situation like that by yourself. You really want to have help on the way. Yeah, it really does seem like these uh, simple measures can help save lives. And and what you're doing, like you said, is really giving people the confidence that they can make a difference um, to do that. And uh, it's 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 uh, pretty incredible that um, this program is offered. So I uh, really appreciate your time today, Deanna. Um, thank you for educating us on this program. Is there anything else that you want to say to the audience before we wrap up today? Um, just, you know, really, you can die from life-threatening bleeding in less than three minutes. So really, if you are relying on EMS or, you know, paramedics to be your only help, then you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage, especially if this is one of your community members, friends, or family. So having these tools are really important to be able to save a life. Absolutely. So it really does sound like, you know, call 911 so they get dispatched and they're on their way. The second thing is, you know, um, do something about it. You know, hopefully you've taken this class and you start intervening because you said any sort of uh, intervention is helpful. It's just getting the confidence to do so because, like you said, three minutes, that's not a lot of time at all. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you again so much, Deanna. Truly appreciate it. For more information, please visit our website at tenanthealthcentralcoast.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. This has been Healthy Conversations, the podcast from Tenant Health Central Coast. Thank you so much and we'll talk next time.